0: This is Bridging the Gap with Love, episode 22, our review of
1: LifeMark. I'm Heidi Brower, a birth mom. And I'm Jessica Johns, an adoptive mom. And
0: this is a podcast about adoption. As we share our own experiences and the stories of others, we hope to provide support for those in the adoption world and educate others on the joy and grief of adoption. Welcome back, friends. We are back from a weekend away. We got to go spend some time with a bunch of other women. We were in Cincinnati, Ohio, for uh, Time Out for Women. It's what it's called. That's a conference for women. That was. It's not put on by our church, but it's put on by members of our church. Um, and it was just a super fun weekend. Have you, are you uh,
1: like recovered from it? Um, a little bit. <laughs> Emotionally, I, it was a lot. It I'm was still lot. processing. Um, my kids were like, "Time out! Why are you going to time out, mom?" And I was like, "Actually, moms love time outs. I agree. <laughs> it, yeah,
0: very needed time out. I did. I came back feeling very full of just love. I felt so much love from my Savior, Jesus Christ. I felt love for the women in my life and the light that they bring into my life. And we met a super fun group of women. That were like the front row crazies with us. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all of you because I know you're listening now. We fell in love with these four women. And, you know, what's interesting is we found out that one of them is also an adoptive mom. So I always think there's no mistakes. So I we're hoping we're going to get her on the podcast some, sometime soon.
1: Yeah. It was incredible to meet them. They were there for Nathan Pacheco. Yes. And we were there for Jody Moore. Yes. and But it turned out like we loved meeting Nathan and yep. we encouraged them. I mean, I bought one of them, Jody Moore's book. So like we shared our love um, of these people with each other. And then also it was just a cool opportunity to like laugh and cry together with these women that we didn't know beforehand, but just felt bonded to because of this incredible weekend that we shared together. Yeah. It was a lot of fun.
0: I hope they know that they're kind of stuck with us now. So like if there's another time out for women somewhere close, c- clearly with Nathan Pacheco, Deb we know. know that's that's the that's the key but uh we are we'll, we'll meet up with them again I hope because they were super fun yeah it was an incredible weekend yeah it, w- it was a super fun weekend before that weekend Jessica and I went to see a new movie that was out in theaters at the time and it is called Life Mark and it is an adoption movie and we loved it
1: yeah I was so nervous when I first heard about it, like, oh my gosh, like I didn't tell anybody about it besides like Heidi (laughs) and those very close to me, like, because I didn't want to share it before I had seen it. Because as you guys know, there's so much misinformation about the adoption story portrayed in the media. And so um, I was nervous, but excited to see this movie, Heidi and I saw it together. And it's an incredible movie that um, about a boy, a young man that was adopted, his name is David and it kind of follows his story and his journey to decide whether or not he wants to meet his birth family. And, and his, this is a true story. That's which, right.
0: Which is really cool that they were able to. It was a documentary first, and then they move They made it into a a movie.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what makes it extra special um, is that it really was a genuine story. Um, about about David and about his relationship with his adoptive parents and how they encouraged him to reach mm-hmm. out to his birth mother and find out who he was and who where he came from and to kind of find this missing piece of the puzzle for him and to um, meet his his birth parents.
0: Yeah, it. You know, not that we're you know Siskel and Ebert, but I would say that we gave it two thumbs up and maybe even more, but. Yeah, we, it was something that we cried and laughed and sobbed and then walked away kind of going like, okay, that, that might take a minute for us to process, but
1: it was done so well. Yeah, it really was. It made my heart so happy to see maybe some of the progress that's actually happening in the adoption community. For sure. Um, It, it showed you know the possibilities of an open adoption and while this adoption was closed for most of most of his life i think david was 18 yep. at the time that he found out about his his birth mother and and had the opportunity to reach out to her um, it became quite a bit more open after that and it was just kind of exciting to see the possibilities that their relationships had after they met and um just the potential for open adoption to be shared on a big screen, it it really was exciting.
0: Yeah, because if you remember, you know, David is 18 at this time. If you think back, you know, maybe this happened a couple of years ago, probably even maybe 20 years ago or so or 21. And at that time, adoptions were a lot more closed. And, you know, they, they knew of his birth mom. He knew he was adopted his whole life. And, you know, it was kind of one of those things where, there's a part where the agency kind of tells David and tells his birth mother, Melissa, that, that now that David's 18, that like information can be shared, right. If they're okay with it. And I remember there was a part of that story or in that movie where Jessica leaned into me, she goes, is that how it works? And I said, yeah, like then it did. I was told that in the state of Utah at the age of 21, that I needed to keep Or that they at the age of 21, they would release my information to Alex if and when that time came. And until then, it was my job to keep my information up to date at the agency so that when she was 21, she could go to them and say, I would like my birth mother's information if I was okay with that. And I'm so thankful that we didn't get to that point that we were able to have this relationship before then. But that is how it is with a lot of people who um, placed in the early – 2000s late 90s and even past that
1: yeah and you guys know that that completely blows my mind because our adoptions um were so different and you know they happened in 2012 and then again in 2018 and our experience was really pretty organic and natural and we had openness in our adoptions from the very beginning even before our children were born and so it was really interesting and um Insightful to kind of learn what adoption was like 15, 20, 25 years ago. And it just made me really um, just excited to think about the progress that adoption has made. And
0: yeah, you could tell that David had known his whole life that he was adopted. And something that we really loved and appreciated very early on in the movie was that the adopted dad, who was played by Kurt Cameron. Shout out to all of us 80s and 90s babies. Might remember him from growing pains. But he had his conversation with his son, David, about his birth mother. And he used the words, things like, when your birth mother placed you with us. You know, just using those words like placed and chose. Right away, both Jessica and I were like, okay, we can get on board with this. You're right. Like, we really appreciated the terminology that was used. We used, we loved the the way that they just really reverenced adoption and, and him being in their family. And it wasn't something that like when your birth mother gave you up or when your birth mother didn't want you anymore, you know what I'm saying? Like it was very positive. They, they, they held her in a very positive light and I can only imagine how healthy that was for David. So when the time came for him to meet his birth mom, it wasn't something like that made him more nervous because of maybe the negative light, they they really showed her in a positive light, you know, that the adoptive parents really loved her.
1: Yeah. So when you go look this movie up online, again, it's called The Life Mark Movie, you'll see this darling young teenage boy. And and to the side of him, you'll see his adoptive parents and you'll see his birth mom and, and her husband. And I really just thought that that visual was actually well played out during the whole movie, because this really was a story about David and his journey to understanding who he who he is and where he came from and how his adoptive parents encouraged and supported him along the way and his new relationships with his birth mom and even um, his birth father. And I kind of had this thought, That like if a movie were to be made about our adoption stories, about Heidi's adoption story, or even my adoption stories, like I really do believe that our kids would be at the very center of that visual. And that's why our adoptions have been successful. And not to say that there hasn't been things that we've had to work through and insecurities on all sides, but I I feel like openness and adoption is best achieved when our children are kept at the very center and when we're always asking ourselves what is the best thing i can do for my child right now yeah absolutely i completely agree with that and
0: something else that goes along with that is i really loved and appreciated how they portrayed the birth mother in this story and honestly the birth father and we can talk about that in a second but me i i I put myself in her shoes um In this movie, she is 19 years old when she places David for adoption. And if you remember in my story, I was 18 when I found out that I was pregnant. And I was 19 when I placed Alex for adoption. And it felt very real and raw to me. As I sat there and watched her, it brought up all of these emotions of the decisions that had to be made. And, you know, getting the birth father you know, on board. And and he and in this movie, he was very supportive. And in my story, the birth father is very supportive in making these decisions. I loved how it showed that they were making these decisions on the couple together, um, because that's really how it was with, with my story also. And it, there was a couple of tender moments that really stuck out to me. One of them was when she chose who the parents were going to be of David. And to some people, it might sound really trivial, like the the reason why she chose them. But I loved it because there didn't need to be this big, grand reason. It connected with her, and that's what was important for her, was to be able to stand on that decision and know that that was what was right for her son. So I really loved that moment that they share there. And, you know, another thing was when she went into the hospital. She was by herself. And I remember thinking like, why is this girl by herself? Like, where are her parents? Where is her family? Where is even the birth father at this time? Like where are these people to support this girl that's about to go through the hardest thing that she's ever gone through? And I remember just, first of all, feeling sorry for her, like so sad for her, but also feeling overwhelming gratitude that I was able to have so much support during that time then when they placed that baby in her arms for the first time, I just had this, all the memories flooding back of when they placed Alex on me for the first time and the immense amount of love that you feel for this baby that you know is not going home with you and how difficult um, that decision is. And I really loved how they went on, you know, with the story and how she placed it sh- it shows her placing um, the baby in the arms of maybe a nurse or a caseworker or somebody. And just remembering what that feeling was like to, you know, hand my baby over. And in my instance, it I got to hand her over to Andrea. And, and it was a very difficult but also beautiful moment. And I remember just when I was in the theater, I was sobbing. Like I buried my head in my sweatshirt and I was sobbing because that's how real it felt. So I really appreciated that they, they spent time trying to get that right. And, and you could see the feelings that she was going through. I really loved that part.
1: Yeah, it was pretty emotional for me as an adoptive mom to be sitting next to Heidi as she kind of re-experienced, um, some of those feelings and that loss kind of all over again. And, um, it was interesting also to view another adoptive couple and kind of see how they processed um, the possibility of, of adopting a baby. You know, a lot of adoptive couples will be able to relate because by the time you sometimes get to this decision of are we going to adopt, um, a lot of adoptive couples have already experienced a lot of grief and loss, whether it's with pregnancy, with infertility, even other like failed adoptions that haven't worked out. And it was interesting, this particular adoptive mom, she was almost crippled and paralyzed by her fear and not wanting to go through something that hard again and not wanting to experience that loss that she wasn't even sure if she was going to be able to do it again.
0: Right, and you can't blame her. No. That's what I kept thinking. I'm like, you you can't blame this woman for not wanting to go through that again.
1: You can't. You totally can't blame her. Um, But also, I just thought like right before like the best thing was about to happen to her was where there was mm-hmm. the most potential for risk mm-hmm. and loss and where she had to put her ha- heart yep. out there on the line again. And I'm so grateful that she did because she got to be a mother. Yep. And I am so grateful that I was willing to risk my heart in order to to be a mother. And I just want to say to all of the moms out there and potential mothers out there that are going through fertility treatments or considering adoption... I know it's so hard to put your heart out there on the line, but I promise that it's worth it and that it's worth the risk because the the potential loss that you that you that you experience is made up for yeah. with receiving these children into your home. And I don't know. I just promise these kids are worth it. They're worth your pain and discomfort and uh, you'll just be so grateful that you that you risked your own loss um and grief in order to um provide a home for children and um uh, become a parent. Yeah, I
0: I agree with that. I that was one of my favorite parts also was to just watch her, you know, be kind of willing to give up and then then also watch her Be filled with so much love and excitement about getting this new baby in their home. So that was really fun to watch. I really loved how it kind of showed the process of everybody when it came time to meet. (laughs) Because there is part of it where, you know, they show David in the car with like his his, uh, parents and getting ready to go meet his birth mom. And then they show Melissa, the birth mom, like pacing in the house, like... This is going to happen. And I remember just thinking like, oh girl, I know how you feel. Like, this is crazy. Like, you're you're anticipating, like, what are they going to think of me? What are, am I going to get along? Does this person really look like me? You know, all of these things that you've been wondering for the last, in her case, 18 years, right? And I think they did such a good job of sharing and showing everybody's feelings like throughout this whole thing. And that n- there were times like David didn't always know how he felt, right? Like, when he was getting ready to go meet um his birth mom and, and birth father, like he didn't really know how he was going to feel or, or what it was going to be like. And I thought that they did such a good job of portraying that. And I also really loved when Melissa did get to meet her birth son for the first time. And just those moments of it's almost like time slows down for a split, like for a split second. Like it's almost like it's slow motion of you – Looking into the eyes of this child that you did not get to raise, but that you know in some way is still connected to you and is still yours in a different way. But seeing their similarities and kind of just like not knowing what the future is going to hold, but there's so much hope there. And I could see that on her face. And she did such a good job. I I almost wondered sometimes, is this girl a birth mom? Like, because she got it. Like, I feel like she did such a good job of portraying that. And another one of my very favorite parts of this movie was she she was, like, really worried about asking David something. And she was like, so there's this thing that I really want to do in my life, but nobody will do it with me. It's, like, really daredevilish. And he was like, what is it? And she was like, I really want to go skydiving and his face lit up like i would go skydiving with you and she's like really and her husband's standing behind her like beside her going like i'm not going and then david's uh, parents are like we're not going <laughs> and she was like you would go with me and he's like yeah i would totally go with you let's go skydiving and i love that moment because there are things as a birth mom that you are just looking to connect with this child somehow and it doesn't have to be a big way i remember things like Alex asking me like if I was allergic to shellfish or if I like seafood, something like that. You just look for these
1: little moments to connect. And I loved that part. Yeah, that was like a really special part. And it's kind of interesting as an adoptive parent viewing these connections and these similarities that your children are gonna have with their birth parents. Like to be completely honest, there's a part of you that's like, oh, like that's something that we don't share. Like I don't have like all of these Same inclinations that they might. And um, I remember kind of watching this play out in the movie. And the adoptive couple, although they didn't go skydiving with David and Melissa, they were there like they were watching, they were sitting down in like camp chairs, (laughs) watching it very safe. (laughs) On the ground. Yes. and Which I just is where
0: I would be. Yeah. And we've discovered, Jessica and I both discovered, we would be on
1: the ground. Absolutely. We would be like, go for it, kids, or whatever. We'd be on the ground. We'd be great cheerleaders, <laughs> I think, but we would be on the ground. And that's where the adoptive couple was for this, but they were there. Yes. And I remember thinking, like, as I was watching, like, I wonder what's going through their heads right now. Like, I'm sure, um, let's see, her name is Susan, the adoptive mom, is probably thinking, like, like, oh gosh like look at this connection that they have like they both mm-hmm. are kind of fearless and they want to experience this skydiving together and you could feel some insecurity like about like i wonder if they're going to have this awesome relationship that will no longer that will no longer have or something but it just reminded me of the importance for adoptive couples to have the assurance that what they've created with their child over the years of raising them and having them in their home and family is secure. Mm-hmm. And and this new relationship that your child might have with their birth mom doesn't take anything away from the relationship that you have with them. Love mm-hmm. multiplies. It doesn't take away. Mm-hmm. And so um, that security and assurance that you have as an adoptive couple is, you know, is what can allow um, your child to have experiences and relationships and connections with their birth parents and birth families that will just add so much to their life. So I thought that was really well done in this movie.
0: Yeah, I think they did a good job of showing those moments between David and his adoptive mom Mm. that he's reassuring her like, I love you, mom. You're the best thing that ever happened to me, right? I love those moments that they shared because I think that that's needed on both sides. Yeah. I also, there were a couple moments where David and Melissa um, had a conversation and he just asked her, I think what a maybe a lot of, a lot of times when you haven't built a relationship with the child, you know, throughout their life, you might have these stories in your mind of they're mad at me. They hate me. They thought that I just gave them away. they, don't have any idea like what I have been feeling and there could be on the adoptee side that's like my parents gave me away they didn't want me they didn't love me you know Mm -hmm. or they could be thinking like we have all these ideas in our head of like what people are thinking isn't that silly of us to like put these stories in our head but I think it is to protect us like Mm -hmm. right so you know she said basically told him like I loved you and I wanted you to have a better life. And, um, he said to her, he asked her, he said, do you ever think, did you ever think about me? And she's like, I thought of you every day of your life, every day. And I think for him, that was something that he needed to hear. And he kept saying to her over and over and over again, thank you. Thank you for the decision that you made. I know it was hard. And it was just really beautiful to see that his gratitude But then also she was able to return that and say, like, I never forgot about you. You know, I think we need to highlight how well this movie uh, portrayed the men in this story. The adoptive father, phenomenal, phenomenal man, totally in, in it. And you could see there were parts in it where he maybe felt insecure or like going through his own emotions. And then also the birth father, Brian. And, you know, he didn't really know how to process everything either. But I think that they did such a good job of highlighting. I think a lot of times the men in this story, in the adoption story are forgotten. And we don't really talk a whole lot about how it might affect them
1: personally. Yeah. I remember kind of watching this birth father's face, like as he met Brian or as he met David and just kind of wondering like what thoughts had built up over these last 18 years. I'm I'm sure he wondered during that time, like, I wonder what, this kid thinks about me? Does he hate me? Um, why would he ever want to meet me? And although the birth father wasn't as vocal or verbal, you know, in these interactions, you could tell by his demeanor that that he had always wondered and that this, you know, missed opportunity or missed relationship had been eating away at him for years. And I think it it really reminded me that although birth fathers always aren't always like at the forefront of these adoption stories, that their fatherhood matters and that it's important to recognize them and acknowledge um, the pain and the experiences that, that they've had to go through to get to the point where they might want to meet and have a relationship with their children. Um, I know that that's been true um, for my own kids' adoptions. I luckily have a relationship with with my kids birth fathers and I can tell although it looks different they love my kids they love the children that they gave life to and it might look different and sound different but it's so important to recognize um birth fathers and the the role that they play um in this adoption story and I feel like that this movie honored birth fathers and their own process and didn't um demonize like the process or progression that they had to go through to get to this point where where Brian was ready to meet David and have um, a unique relationship with him. So overall, I've never seen an adoption story portrayed so well. It felt positive. It felt well-informed and accurate and really honored all of the members of the adoption story. And it was just Really exciting to see that on the big screen. Yeah, I agree. I and right now
0: you can still go see Life, the Life Mark movie. It is out in theaters in certain areas. I think you know what's interesting. They had it here, and it was only in theaters for like a week and a half, and then it went away. And so we were kind of like, oh, where can we stream it? And I guess when Jessica went to look today, she's like, it's back in theaters in certain areas, and it's only you know very specific times. And it's Looks like it's only through the beginning of October. So if you're listening to this after October 2022, sorry, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll let you know where you can stream it. But if you are listening to this um, and it's still not the end of the first week of October, go watch it because it is it's really, really well done.
1: Yeah. And I just hope it's the first of many like, well done adoption stories. Um, I I like the idea of my kids eventually being able to watch a movie like yeah. this and see their story and their experience um, honored and well represented in movies. And so it was just really, I don't know, encouraging. Yeah, go watch it, guys. And then let us know your thoughts on it.
0: Maybe we could, I know, we'd love to hear from you. If you have an adoption story to share please email us at bridgingthegapwithlove22 at gmail.com. Until next time, guys. Thanks so much.